I can't decide if I need new music for this. I really like the song, but it's not our song. If, if you write music, if you're a musician, if you're a Toronto brand musician, you want to write a song for us? We'll, we'll play your song. You could be the intro song. I'd love that. That'd be awesome. This is Ask a Traffic Cop, and it is Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday, the 22nd of August, and I am Sean Shapiro. That's a TikTok traffic cop. Uh, but I'm not just TikTok. I'm so much more. I've been, I've been relegated to just TikTok in title. It's Jerry Agar who, who said it, because that's where our biggest audience is. Six, just shy of 630,000 followers on TikTok. Thank you to everyone who follows us there. Um, it, is, it is a pleasure to be here for you. Uh, but we are we are so much more. We're everywhere. Right now, this show is going out on 10 channels. It's going on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as X. No, the platform called formerly known as Twitter that is now called X. Maybe it should be formerly X. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not adapting well, okay? It's just not, I'm not, it's not becoming part of my identity, the X. Maybe it was triple X. Then we could be like... Uh, a, that 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 movie, and he had cool cars and jumped out of planes and stuff. How many movies did they make of that? Between the one that was, uh, you know, Fast and the Furious, this, 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 there were so many versions of that. I haven't seen the new ones. I just can't be bothered. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, happy to be here. Uh, this is a show that's all about you. You ask questions, I answer them. And if you don't give me questions, I talk about what I want to talk about. And that could go either good or bad. Uh, yesterday, I attended the Cybex Child Safety. Uh, what is the exact wording? What is the exact? It was the Child Safety Seat Summit. No, I took a picture. Let's see. That one's blurry. <laughs> child, yeah, Child Passenger Safety Summit. There you go. And uh, they're a car seat manufacturer, but they put together people. We had MTO, we had Transport Canada there, we had SIPSAC there. Uh, so many great people. Aaron, uh, you are one of those great people. Aaron is a uh, a mom who is a uh, instructor, and not sorry, is a, is a installer uh, who is recognized there because she's got a, a tragic story, unfortunately, but it, but it's a story that everyone needs to hear. And uh, we've been talking about having her come on to the uh, to the show. She'll come on to uh, TPS Traffic Jam for a podcast because that's uh, her story needs to be heard. So if you're a parent. Um, what I can tell you is you need to ensure that your car seat is properly installed or it doesn't do what you want it to do. So many people, when I was on the road uh, with child seats, and my, my thing, my, uh, my, my situation was that I would pull over a vehicle. If it had a car seat, I checked to see if the car, street, the car seat was installed correctly. If it didn't, we either corrected it there, if we could, or parent didn't get to drive away with the child because it would be unsafe uh, and then charges and all those things. And, you know, it's all about protecting kids. They're kind of like the most important thing in this planet as far as I'm concerned. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, I will talk about that more. And especially if you have questions, I can direct you to a couple of episodes we've done previously about car seats, but I, I do want to, to make sure we talk about car seat stuff regularly because Yesterday's experience was a reminder that I don't talk about it nearly enough, and, I, and we really need to. Okay, so what am I pressing here? I want to go to the profile because I want to talk about Vision Zero Enforcement Team. Uh, Vision Zero Enforcement Team is a dedicated group of officers that go out and change driver behavior one ticket at a time. Uh, today they are in 
32 and 33 divisions, neighboring divisions, Downsview, Willowdale, Newtonbrook, Bathurst Manor, Parkwoods, Donald, Bayview Village, York Mills, neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. Uh, they also deserve, although th th their focus is not uh, that of a, a noisemaker thing, but they certainly do catch a lot of people who have illegal noisemaker pipes. And what is a noisemaker pipe? Noisemaker is a, a hashtag. These are, these are exhaust pipes that aren't legal. They don't meet the requirements under the Highway Traffic Act. They create unnecessary noise. They very often uh, don't meet emission standards. And people get really passionate about them. Like, I want to make my car sound like it's farting. I don't understand the motivation, but it, it sounds stupid. And a lot of these new cars, BMW, Mercedes, I'm looking at you. Why are you adding burble tunes to your, to your car? They sound stupid. And the people who then take the mild burble and go, I'm going to make this bigger. It's your car sounds ridiculous, just saying. And if I've offended you, so be it. It sounds stupid. At a certain point, you're going to you're going to tick over an age, and you're going to say, "This sounds stupid." And you're going to realize it yourself, and then you'll say, "Sean said it before, and I was mad at him for saying it." But then you know what? I kind of agree. Listen, I used to put sound systems in my car. I had I had 15 inch woofers in my trunk. I had all sorts of stuff. I think that's ridiculous now. I can't imagine. I don't understand how I ever did that, but. Anyway, before I lose all of our followers by, by razzing everybody, uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, good morning to Ryan, who is the first one. Uh, he, oh, he's got a question about lunch breaks. We'll come back to that. Is it true that police get a two-hour lunch break? Wouldn't that be cool? Um, I've, I've never had a two-hour lunch break, so uh, I, I, well, we'll come back and talk about it. Good morning to Stephen Bell. Good morning to Eliza Jane. Uh, look, oh, looking forward to a good show. Thank you very much. I am looking forward to a good show too. And I'm about to have my first coffee of the day. I made an espresso when I got in. I, I neglected to have caffeine at the house, but I seem to be maintaining a, a, a high energy level despite my lack of caffeine. I will become caffeinated before your very eyes, live, right here on Ask a Traffic Cop. Uh, we have... Ali, who has a question coming in from TikTok. And by the way, I, I neglected the, I neglected you. I didn't tell you that that we have JD in as our producer. He is taking questions from TikTok and bringing them over uh, so that I can see them on Restream and to put you on screen because that's a thing we do. Uh, we are also um, having, well, we don't have that ability with Twitter. Maybe we could, but we don't. Maybe one day, but we don't have it today. And what I'm trying to say is if you're on Twitter, please go to trafficcop.ca and, and click over to our YouTube page where we can actually see your questions because we'd love to have you participating. And unfortunately, if you message us on Twitter, we, we won't see you. Tim Shallow says, good morning. Um, and, and Liza agrees 100%. Why take a beautiful car and make it sound so horrible? Uh, another interesting thing about customizing, modifying, you know, we have motor vehicles. And, and I'm going to say that pretty much any motor vehicle on the road had millions, millions of dollars of R&D, design, and research, well, research and design, that made that vehicle operate in a particular way. And then what do people do? They go, ah, that's not good enough for me. I'm going to drop that suspension so it rides like it's on rocks. Like, it, like it doesn't ride like it's on rails. It rides like it's like you're bouncing on concrete. You, they disable the suspension. They 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 change the they 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 unengineer it. They they make it bad. <laughs> they want to you know they and they and they then look different just like everybody else. And that's a Harley saying. Uh, everyone goes buys a Harley, puts pipes on it, adds as much chrome as possible, wears the leather with the with the Harley logo, and says, "Look, I'm an individual." And everybody else who bought the Harley five minutes before them looks like an individual too. In fact, they look exactly the same. Um, yeah, 
Makes me laugh. All right. Giving out free hugs says, is it illegal to have a CB radio in a passenger car now? It's not illegal to have a CB radio. It is illegal to use a CB radio with a handheld walkie-talkie um, push-to-talk PTTU speaker mic. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, that is illegal. It's handheld communication device. You can't use it. You could put an external speaker. You could mount a, uh, a microphone with a remote PTT, a push-to-talk button, and then you would not be holding the microphone, which would make it legal. Uh, if you are a ham radio operator, you actually get your license, you're exempt. So there are people who are permitted to do it, but the average person cannot have a CB radio, which, which is sad. I actually, for those who are old enough to know, I have brand new in box, a realistic CB radio, 40 channels. I bought it as, as Radio Shack was like closing doors in Canada. I've yet to install it. It's been at least 20 years. When did, hold on, I gotta Google this now. Does anybody know when, when Radio Shack shut its doors? We're not talking about the source, we're talking about Radio Shack. Radio Shack closed in Canada. I am Googling, unless somebody else has an answer sooner. Why did Radio Shack close? When, when, when? 2015. That's my story. Somebody on, on Quora uh, was saying it. Let's see here. I mean, this was, this was, Radio Shack Corporation will close its nine company-owned stores in Canada by the end of 2007. It's a sad, it's a sad story. I, I remember Radio Shack was part of my, my routine. Like I, whether I was in Canada, United States, I always went through, I used to build stuff. I used to solder. Does anyone know how to solder now? I used to solder. I used to make stuff. It was cool. It wasn't cool to the cool kids, but it was cool for me. I, I made stuff. Now you got to go to Amazon and buy some pre-built kit. They used to sell all sorts of, anyway, I'm, I'm really, I'm reminiscing of days gone by. Days of old. Okay, we're moving on. Steven says, I wonder how many drivers listen to the Mad Canada commercials. I like all the commercials. Mad Canada has some great commercials. Uh, they've had different, different, uh, I, here's the, the truth. If it's not on the radio, I don't hear it. I don't watch television because I don't have cable. So I don't actually see any of these commercials. Uh, so if it doesn't come through on my YouTube feed and it doesn't come out on the radio, I don't actually hear them. So I have no frame of reference to what you're talking about. But I, I used to like their commercials and, uh, I really like the ones from the traffic injury, no, the, the traffic accident. And I don't say accident lightly. It's actually the name of the organization in, uh, in Queen, is it Queensland, Australia? And it's uh, the, the Traffic Accident Commission. We don't use the word accident. We say, we say collision because accidents are, you know, it's fairy dust. Who, who, who's responsible? I don't know if it was an accident. Here, we, we said somebody who's responsible. Boom, boom, boom. M. Render says or asks if a cop pull over when sorry let me try it again if a cop pull over can we show him pink slip in phone rather carry a physical copy okay sorry i i will read something and in my mind like ai it stitches it together and i want to make sure i'm not adding meaning where meaning wasn't added intentionally uh, or unintentionally so uh if you're pulled over by police you're required to provide license ownership and insurance upon demand and here is how you can do it for all of them i know you only asked about insurance i'm going to tell you about all of them for driver's license you need your actual driver's license no photograph no artist rendition the actual real deal piece of plastic that you carry in your wallet if you have a wallet and whatever you need to have it 
when it comes to your registration, your license plate and ownership portions, the green slip, you can have either the original, which I think is great, or a photocopy, both sides, which is referred to as a true copy. You can, you can present that. Normally, back in the day, I'd say it had to be a valid copy, a renewed copy. Under the new rules, under the new nobody actually pays to renew plates and you don't get a validation sticker, it might be expired, but it, it, it's going to be the most current you have because there's no validation system in place. As long as it's renewed in our system, that will suffice. Photocopy is okay. When it comes to your insurance documents, it must be the original pink slip provided by your company or you can also give us your um, uh, an electronic version, not a photograph of your piece of paper, but an electronic secured document provided through an app through your insurance provider's app. That is, that is, they gave it to you, they provide you this ability, my insurance provider does not. Thus, I am always going to give a piece of paper unless I change insurance companies because they will have moved into the, into, into the current century and, and, and provide technology. But maybe that would cost me money and I don't wanna pay more for insurance. Nobody wants to pay more for insurance. Yeah. We talk about this a lot. Well, people talk to us about it a lot. Insurance is so expensive. Yeah, but so is life, sadly. Um, Damien, hey, Sean, do you need a boat license for a 9.9 motor on a 14-foot boat? If I even knew what that was, I would try and answer, but I haven't a foggiest. Uh, I, I don't know. I have a pleasure craft operator's license that I got probably 20-plus years ago when they first started doing them online. I've not used a boat more than twice since then, and it was like right after I got that. I, I, I can't give you any answers, and I, I do apologize. Uh, Sergeant Murray Campbell, if he decides to grace us with his presence, we'll know that. So I will flag your question, and he, should he join us? He's got a meeting right now, but should he join us after the meeting? Maybe I'll text him about that. Um, he will then be, you know, I'm going to text him right now. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe he won't. But either way, I will have asked, and I will have, you know, done my due diligence. I've made every effort to assist. And the question that I will put back on the screen so I can actually read it is, do you need a boat license for a 9.9, yes, I'm reading, reading aloud, motor, oops, motor on a 14-foot boat? TikTok wants to know. I'm going to assume you probably do, but I don't know. All right. Is it considered distracted driving if the passenger is filming the driver who is acting for a skit? Here's the deal. If the driver can't see the screen and the driver's just driving, safely, of course, then no, it's not distracted driving uh, for them to hold, the, for someone else to be holding a phone recording. I would be saying that it is better, you are better off to use fixed mounted cameras, whether it be an iPhone that is mounted by suction cup to something, or, or I think that's probably better. But you know what? A passenger is absolutely uh, able to use a phone as long as they're not interfering with the driver's ability to safely operate the vehicle and they're not showing the driver the screen. But here's an additional thing. If they're acting, if they're becoming more animated than normal, are they really focused on driving? I mean, this is not whether you'll get a ticket. This is whether or not you'll be safe. It's possible that you're going to be so into memorizing or re recalling your lines 
maybe it's dangerous. Not necessarily against the law, unless it has a negative outcome. Okay. Is it worth to fight a red light ticket in court? Here's a question while I sip. It's my first offense in wondering if they'll drop it a bit. Why would they drop it? Here's the deal. First offense or 50th offense, a red light ticket isn't against the driver. It's against the, the, the owner. It's a financial impact ticket. There's no points, no demerit points. doesn't affect your license at all. Your insurance doesn't change because of it. But they have photographic evidence of the vehicle going through. Now, courts don't say it's your first time as a driver because they don't care. It's not it's, it's, it's a driver. It's the owner's responsibility. If you go and say, I am having tough times. I can't afford this, but I want to take responsibility. Could they reduce it, the payment cost? Possibly. Could they make it so you pay 10 bucks a month for the next however long it takes to pay it off? They could do that. Do you have 12 children and and uh, and, a, and a mortgage and you're, you can't feed them? And if you have a story, they may or may not choose to accept that. Not to, to make you not guilty, but to allow you to make uh, make payments over a longer period of time. That's really, but then you have to look at what's the cost of going to court. You know, um, is it gonna take you a day of pay? Are you gonna lose $300 to take a $300 payment over? Th- you have to you have to determine whether or not the juice is worth a squeeze. That, that's a big question. What is this? Oh, ew. okay, here's a good question. Uh, is it legal to mount a phone using a phone mount to a steering wheel? It's a steering wheel phone mount. It has gotta be. The stupidest invention. That is not a knock on you. You're not stupid for asking the question. The invention is stupid. Do you know why? There's an airbag beneath the steering wheel mount, and that airbag deploys at 200 miles per hour, roughly. That means that that, that telephone would become part of you at that rate of speed. It would hurt. Now, that's not even to, to take into consideration why on earth would you put it there? You can't touch it, even if it's mounted, other than to swipe to answer or hit end to to cancel a call. You can have no further contact. So if it goes on your steering wheel and you're typing an email to mom, you're breaking the law regardless of the fact that it's mounted to your steering wheel. But in the event of a collision, it's gonna hurt, if not create serious injury. Now, if it's inside the the area of the steering wheel that is where you'd normally use, I wanna know, for putting your hands on it, um, that could interfere with your ability to safely operate. There's no good that comes out of this. That should be illegal. Like just from looking at it, like it's 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 a stupid invention. No one should buy that. Don't buy that. Save your money. Best thing you can do is not use your phone at all while you're driving. Uh, not to have it anywhere near you. Just don't don't have it. Um, it is it's one of those those things that if you can be mind over matter type, uh, you know, conquer the the addiction of just not using your phone. My thing is I plug it into uh, my CarPlay, and CarPlay is as close to being a phone user as I can be once I'm in. Uh, in, you know, out of a legal parking space because that's just me showing that I can win. My phone will not beat me, and it shouldn't beat you either. Well, my phone might beat you, but, but what, what phone do you have? I have no, uh, the phone wars. Okay. My mother-in-law is going to put me on her car insurance. Okay, let's see what this this is. Stephen says, my mother-in-law is going to put me on her car insurance in December because I'm going to be two years accident-free. Okay. Um, do you do you have your own vehicle? Uh, is this the only vehicle that you're going to be operating? Uh, but that's good. Uh, 
the, the big question is, if you have your own insurance on your own vehicle and being a secondary driver on somebody else's vehicle may or may not be necessary, but talk to your insurance provider. Uh, and, and if that is the case, that that's the only vehicle you're going to drive occasionally, that, that's great because then you'd be, you know, really covered, especially if it's going to be regular use. What's the laws on dog barking in the backyard, backyard during the day? Police showed up for that yesterday. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't investigate those things. I haven't touched anything dog related. It's usually a three one one call uh, to uh, animal control. Sometimes it's a police investigation. What is the allegation? What do they say to you? Did they say that you're just causing a lot of noise? Well, during the day, your dog's allowed to bark. Uh, is my understanding. Um, you know, the is the dog being not treated properly? Is it an animal cruelty investigation? They think that the dog is in jeopardy, and that's why they came. I don't know what the context is. I don't know why they were calling. But if you're saying laws on dog barking during the day, I don't think that that's an issue. But I may be wrong because that's not my area of specialty. So I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm like most noise complaints are only valid. I think by law wise after 11 p.m. I think, but I don't know because I'm a traffic cop, not a dog cop, <laughs> or an or a residential noise cop. I'm a I'm a I'm a noisy a, no, a noise cop for the road. HTA is very different. So, uh, Sahib, I'm sorry, I don't have really good answers for you. I would call 311 or, uh, or or look up your local bylaws because I don't, I don't know what jurisdiction you're in even. Uh, that being said, if you're watching and you don't know who I am, my name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I talk about traffic, safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day, even if I'm not at work. It's just part of my life. I care about this stuff, and I want you to have the answers to your questions, which is why we do this whole Ask a Traffic Cop thing, and we're everywhere that we need to be which is anywhere that you're watching. If you're watching, that's why we're here. We're here for you. Now, I want to let you know that we, we, the show, operates solely based on questions you ask. Left to my own devices, I talk about donuts, and, and even though I'm not eating donuts, um, I, I talk about movies, I talk about technology, I talk about whatever I can, because that's what interests me outside of traffic. So if you don't ask me good questions, I'm going to have to you know, fend for myself and keep it interesting. Uh, if you are watching and you are like, I wish I could work there. Uh, that, that looks like a really cool job. I wish I could work for the Toronto Police Service. Well, you're not alone. Now, I, I didn't get hooked by a YouTube channel because I don't think YouTube existed when I first decided I wanted to become a cop. Oh, actually, I guarantee you, I was watching, you know, chips in the 80s when I decided I wanted to be a police officer. But now there's this wonderful thing called the internet, and you can look up all the positions and all the information you ever wanted to know about becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service or any police service for that matter, but the best one is ours, and it's tps.ca forward slash careers. Go to Police Constable to get the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the everything you wanted to know, and uh, it's all laid out in this nice color profile. I even have a button here. You can press the button and apply now. Uh, I, of course, suggest you prepare yourself by looking at what the things you need to know are, you know, things you should know. Uh, find out what the requirements are. Find out what the job entails, what you're going to be doing if you get hired. It's not what it is in the movies. Uh, contact uh, a member of the recruiting team. You know, There's lots of folks there that want to help you uh, join our, our job, come and serve the public. Uh, what are the benefits? What do you get paid? These are all things that are here. How long does it take? Yeah. Uh, We're not only hiring police officers. We hire special constables, parking enforcement officers, communications operators. And last time I pressed the civilian roll button, I think there was one job, still one job. Is it the same job? Toronto Police Headquarters, intermediate QA analyst. I don't know. Was that the same job as last time? We had 12 jobs uh, posted last week or the week before, and they all closed, I think, on the 14th. 
This one closes on September 1st, so you don't have that much time. Read about it. Find out if this is the job for you. And when you figure out that this is how you want to join the police service, join. Apply. You, you don't get jobs unless you apply for them. No, no, very rarely do people walk up to you on the street and say, hey, here's a uniform. Here's, a, here's an ID card. Come work. Get paid. It's never happened to me. Thin white line interceptor Ryan says, double left turn lanes. Stay in your lane while turning, please. Lanes are usually painted. Yes, uh, he, is, he is addressing the issue of people who make a left turn from the leftmost lane. They're supposed to stay in the leftmost lane when they finish their turn, but instead they go wide. They go into the opposite, you know, they go three lanes across, cutting others off. It's an unsafe and illegal practice. It's called an unsafe or improper turn. Could be both, actually. Uh, while I'm scrolling through other things, Scott wants to know, how come not change the radio station is not traffic, is not distracted driving? Let me try that again. Trying it again. Rewind. How come not change the radio station is not distracted driving? Well, if you don't change the radio station, it's certainly not distracted driving. Distracted driving laws, despite the fact that the word distracted is there, is not specific to Distraction, it is specific to handheld communication, handheld entertainment, and screens being made visible for the driver, entertainment or communication screens. So you are distracted, and that is the highest distraction according to the law. That's why they called it distraction. But just because you're distracted doesn't mean you qualify for those laws. I think we've established that. So if you are, oh, I don't know, playing tic-tac-toe on scraps of paper, could you be distracted? Yeah. That's distracting, but it's not distracted driving according to law. It's careless driving. If you're eating a three-course meal, you have your bib on and you have a knife and fork in your hands and you're driving with your knees, is that distracted driving? You're distracted, but it's considered careless driving. And I think that you bring up a really good point. Uh, back in the day, we used to have very tactile individual buttons. You could turn on the air conditioning with this giant thing and you could, if you reached over and didn't look over at it at all, you could feel that the top lever was your hot and cold and your your, uh, your bottom lever was your your vent uh, you know, direction. It was a physical wire that you were moving to to change the vents behind the deck. That doesn't happen now. Now it's bleep, 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 right? And the problem is it's all one smooth interface and you have to look at it. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna put the heated seat on instead of your air conditioning. There's just no way to to do that. Some manufacturers have gotten smart and they have screens with you know basically additions, pieces that are uh, that are floating above or glued to the screen that you can feel what the major buttons are. Some do a mix of both physical buttons and not like your volume knob might be that, or it may be moved over to your steering wheel. At the end of the day, careless driving, unless you're using uh, your cell phone entertainment device or, or making a screen visible. And there, there's laws for everything. The biggest thing is whether or not we're going to notice it. Are we going to notice you weaving all over the place because you're doing something with your air conditioning? Well, you're doing something with the air conditioning and you're weaving all over the place. That's how we know you're doing something. And that's when we pull you over and ticket you. Hope that helped. Hope that gave you the answer you were looking for. Um, I am scrolling around here. Did I get an answer from Sergeant Campbell? Ah, so here is the question. Texting works. So Damien's question of, do I need a boat license for, for a 9.9 motor on a 14-foot boat? So, no boat registration required, but operators must be licensed with a pleasure craft operator's permit. That is your answer. And thank you, Sergeant Campbell, for providing, although remotely, providing the correct answer because I, I had no bloody clue.
and we're moving on. Mo Hantash says, can you work as a police officer while studying in university? Kind of, sort of. You have to be a permanent resident or a Canadian citizen in order to apply to be a police officer in Ontario, and I imagine most of, if not all of Canada, would echo that requirement. Uh, but could you go to school while being a police officer? If you were a full-time student, the answer would be no. You'd have to be a police officer first. You'd have to be following our schedule, doing what you need to do. That being said, we work shift work, and there are part-time programs and the ability to attend university on the side, on your days off. I did uh, a, a diploma program while employed as a member of the police service. Uh, people go get their master's degrees. Wow, now there, we have programs that work. Uh, there are remote programs. A friend of mine, I think it was a PhD uh, that, that they got while they were also working as a full-time police officer because a lot of the studying can be done remotely. And you also get a lot of credit from many different universities for the work do it, being done as a police officer. After a period of time as a police officer, you get credit. So cool things. Any issues while wearing AirPods while driving? Like, you mean like interference with your Bluetooth so that the sound quality isn't good, or do you mean legally? I assume you mean legally. Uh, no, not in Ontario. Other provinces might have rules uh, surrounding that. Many people get very upset when I say it's legally permitted. Uh, you're legally permitted to wear AirPods or over-the-ear headphones, or you, you can wear, you don't have, in fact, you can be deaf and drive. There is no requirement to be a person with hearing in order to drive a motor vehicle in the province of Ontario. So could you plug your ears with your plugs? Yeah, in fact, motorcycle operators do all the time. Our motor squad officers are issued earplugs because there are issues with noise and destroying your hearing if you don't. So to combat that, we wear earplugs, and it's a good idea. Uh, motorists, less need for uh, earplugs, but there's nothing illegal about listening to music. Now, I will say this you have a hard time hearing other sounds if you have sound being ported directly into your ears. Sirens, cars honking, uh, you know, burnouts, uh, screeching tires, not burnouts so much as screeching tires when a car is sliding at you. Those things do give you early warning and they allow you to respond. But you can do that visually. Persons who are deaf are paying attention. They're looking around. You can do that too. Just not in other provinces that where it's illegal. Uh, Heads up says, so if I go to court for a red light ticket, will it affect my insurance because I'm basically telling them I was driving? No. The ticket is issued to the owner of the vehicle. You going there and saying that I'm fighting it or that you're fighting it just means that you're fighting it. doesn't mean you're admitting anything. It's, it's done. Uh, yeah, that's the story. It doesn't change your insurance whether you're convicted or found uh, to, for whatever reason, not be convicted. Stephen Bell says, I drive a van 90% of the time. Well, it's definitely good to be on our insurance then. If, uh, if you were driving, uh, well, 90% of the time, period, or 90% of the time that you're driving. Either way, uh, if you're not on their insurance policy and you live together, that could be a really big problem. Wade Watson has a question. Ah, okay. If I'm in a long line of traffic, who can pass first? Do I have to wait, or is it whoever goes first? I don't understand your question. If I'm in a long line of traffic, who can pass first? Do I have to wait? I don't understand your question, Wade. Um, if you're in a line of traffic, the person in front goes first. Uh, there's something I'm not picking up. Uh, whatever you're putting down, 
is is blocked by my inability to pick up the, the message that you're you're trying to communicate. So please rephrase and ask again, Wade. Um, do you have to disclose that you're a police officer to the border services agents when you're traveling to another country? Uh, good question from Radic. I'm not aware of any obligation. You know, if they ask me what I do, I do tell them. I, I travel a lot, and I've. Uh, if they ask me what I do, then I say yeah, I'm a police officer, and then we move on. I, I've never been told that I have to, though. Uh, can I drive to Florida with a Nova Scotia license? Yes, American states accept Canadian driver's licenses. That being said, uh, if you're a G2 or the equivalent, you're a learner, a probationary uh, driver, you must follow all the conditions of your license. So if you're not allowed to have any alcohol here, you're not allowed to have any alcohol there. Awesome. Uh, we are, I can unpin, oh, we, I, I, I'm sorry, Ryan, I skipped your, uh, your original question. Is it true that a police officer gets a two hour lunch break? That was the first question asked. I was a horrible human being who did not acknowledge or actually follow through. So the answer is uh, no. No, we get it. We get a, a one hour lunch break. Mind you, there is, I believe if you work a 12 hour shift that, that contractually there's an hour, another half an hour break based on 12 hours. But we're, we're assigned a one hour lunch break for it, uh, for, for a little, for, for our break, yeah. I don't even know what the shifts are now. When I was working on the road, it was 10 hours. Uh, it was a one hour lunch break. I, they're now 11 and a half hours. I believe it's still a one hour lunch break. Uh, does that mean that if there's, if I finish my lunch and I'm finishing up paperwork, might my car stay in the same position for another 30 minutes? I could be working in my car. So uh, I think it's a great question. I can tell you that I've never been asked that question. So thank you for making it interesting. Just going to look over onto the uh, the TikTok. Uh, Tracy, I see you there. Good morning. I, uh, I neglected to say good morning this morning, uh, but thank you for being here as per usual. And thank you, Michael. I see you there. Uh, is Emma there? I don't see Emma in the chat at the moment, but that doesn't mean she's not there. We have a bunch of regular folks who hang out with us all the time, and I really do appreciate you and all that you contribute to our chat on TikTok. Okay. Um, fail to remain. This is from Suave. Uh, failed to remain, but nobody injured also failed to report what's the repercussions. So if there's damage, even if there's no injury, if the damage is over $2,000, um, there's an obligation for both parties to, to report. But the failed to remain is absolutely uh, eligible for a wonderful charge of failed to remain. Um, and let's, uh, let's look up at what the consequences of that are. Stand by. Fail to remain. Fail to remain. No set fine. Seven demerit points and you can be arrested. I'll read this. The section 200 sub 1 sub A. Fail to remain. Uh, it is says where an accident. I still understand why it says accident. But old words. Uh, we would say collision now. So where a collision occurs on a highway, every person in the charge of a vehicle or streetcar that is directly or indirectly involved in the collision shall remain at or immediately return to the scene of the collision, render all possible assistance, and upon request, give in writing to anyone sustaining loss or injury or to any police officer or to any witness, his or her name, driver's, uh, sorry, name, address, driver's license number, and jurisdiction of insurance, uh, motor vehicle liability insurance policy, insurer and policy number name and address of the registered owner of the vehicle and vehicle permit number. 
interpretation. There's other stuff for during. Here's the consequences. Every person who contravenes this section is guilty of an offense and on conviction is liable to a fine not less than $400 and not more than $2,000 or to imprisonment for a term of not more than six months or to both. And in addition, the person's license or permit may be suspended for a period not more than two years. That. That's what the possible re repercussions are. Uh, not to mention any uh, liability for, uh, for damages. That's outside. What is the point of the special constable unit? This is a, uh, a, a difficult question to answer. They do so much. Uh, special constables, I was a special constable. I was originally hired as a court officer. That was my, my title, my rank. But I was a special constable because that is a more of a legal thing. Um, that means that I have status and an expanded authority list of things I can do and, and, and powers that I have while working. What do special constables do now? I am glad you asked. Not only do we have special constables who still work within the courts providing security, prisoner transportation, and prisoner management, but as, as well as those working within the um, liaison officer uh, roles that work with the prosecution, uh, the prosecutor's office, and the courthouses and the judges and making all sure, sure that all the documents and evidence move around uh, appropriately. But we now have station, uh, or sorry, divisional booking officers. They work with prisoners, those who are coming into custody at uh, police stations. We also have uh, divisional special constables that go out and do uh, all sorts of tasks to make police officers, uh, it makes it possible for police officers to return to other duties uh, faster because basically you want police officers, the people carrying guns, to be able to respond to emergency calls immediately, whereas special constables can take statements, uh, canvas for witnesses, uh, do all sorts of great stuff freeing up police officers. So there's that, that's, that's the point. They do a lot of amazing work, allowing police officers to re return to available status sooner. Also allows us to, uh, to cover more, uh, larger areas faster without taking resources away from the front line. That, that's basically it. Uh, does my driver's abstract clear after three years if I have traffic violations? Can the jobs see? Um, Kiana, that's a really great question. And by the way, I noticed you're back. Thanks so much. I, you've been coming here on a regular basis, and I noticed that you uh, that you're watching all our lives. So uh, you're awesome. Uh, driver abstract. There's 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 the abstract that is truly a full abstract from beginning to end. You can order that yourself. But employers or people who would have access, and usually it's not employers. Uh, usually it's insurance companies and and, and uh, organizations like that who can see the last three years. It's the current record. That's that's the one that's, the one that's made available to certain parties. Um, excuse me, when it comes to the lifetime record, police, government, and of course you can have access to that and you can order it. Now, some employers may say, we want to see your full driver's abstract. They may say, we want to see uh, the current abstract, depending on what they, they, you provide them is what they're going to see. But after three years, convictions for uh, offenses, uh, HTA offenses will come off the current record. They, they never come off the long one. But uh, that's, I think, what you're looking for there. The, the short the short one most people that's all they're going to see uh what are the laws on license plate covers i'm always seeing blue covers is that allowed no it's not allowed uh you're not allowed to put any cover whether it be clear or or tinted or uh um you know clear tinted color doesn't matter you can't have anything obstructing or obscuring the license plate in any way shape or form and people say but it's clear it's protecting the license plate that will bubble over time if i don't protect it yeah 
you get a new one. $52 gets you a new license plate, which is cheaper than the $110 fine. Uh, looking cool is not a factor for justification. Uh, and in fact, nothing nothing is. You cannot block it in any way, shape, or form. So what's the deal? Well, the deal is um, $110 for, for putting any kind of co- cover on it. And there, there are additional fines if we find that that's something intentionally designed to obscure for a camera, for a speed measurement camera, for red light camera, for toll camera, there's charges for that. So that could be an additional charge. Uh, there are some you know, plate covers that are not only there to protect, but they're there to truly uh, mess with cameras. And that, that's where that would come into play. But even a license plate frame from your favorite dealership can't be on there. Goes around, covers any portion of your license plate. It's against the law. Uh, what is this? I try to be a regular on here because I can be very busy at times. Yes, it can, but I really appreciate uh, Stevens, another regular viewer who always contributes by way of comments. Uh, Radic says, how long does a pre-shift briefing last before officers are deployed for their patrol shift? Sometimes it's like, uh, hey, what's up? What radio do you have? What car do you go? Uh, go. Sometimes there's lots of information being shared from management down to the officers. Uh, so there's no specific or there's no always is, uh, but we start ridiculously early. And there's probably about 20 to 30 minutes of, of, uh, of, of from parade. Maybe it's 15 minutes. And it, to, be tr- to be perfectly honest, I haven't been on one in a while. Uh, but I'm assuming because there's also training opportunities that on some days where they're longer uh, because they'll have somebody come in and speak. Uh, or you know, there's a bunch of different things that we use parades for. So uh, it could be it could be half an hour. I, I imagine it could be longer. Frankie rules on bike racks or bike or back trunks on cars and license plate obstruction. The rule is you cannot obstruct it, and uh, we are bad at that. I say we are bad at that. Humans are bad at that because civilians do it all the time. Uh, but we have police vehicles that have bike racks. Now we have a giant vehicle that says Toronto Police on it and we have markings that say what we are. That doesn't make it less illegal. It's not legal to obstruct your plate. And the wording is obstructed from police, I think. Does it say that? Am I making that up? Let me look it up. Obstruct plate. Says every number plate shall be kept free from dirt and obstruction and shall be affixed so that the entire number plate, including the numbers, is plainly visible at all times in and uh, and the view of the number plate shall not be obscured or obstructed by spare tires, bumper bars, or any part of the vehicle, at, uh, any attachment to the vehicle, or the load carrier. Uh, sorry, or the load carried. So uh, maybe the, in other wording, I, I, I seem to think that it says two, you know, for police to see. But but the truth is, everyone needs to be able to see it. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it. That's the deal. It's, it's illegal. Can't do it. And what's the solution? A plate relocation kit. Almost every, if not every. Um, bike rack manufacturer makes available a license plate relocation kit uh, along with something that plugs into your trailer hitch wires to to power a light to illuminate your license plate because at night you must illuminate with a minimum of three candela power your license plate can you get a speeding ticket if you sped up to make a safe pass if you're passing uh you can be ticketed for speeding if you're going over the speed limit you're not allowed to speed not, not one kilometer over legally uh, but it's a good question because, uh, but the real question is why are you passing if someone is going to be traveling at a rate in which you would have to speed to get past them? The idea of, of passing lanes and, and passing in general are to pass people who are traveling below the speed limit. Uh, okay, I have a GM license. 
Can I drive all types of motorcycles or are I limited to certain kinds? GM is for everything. You can drive th uh, or ride three-wheel. You can ride uh, uh, any motorcycle. There's no limitation. If you had a GM2, uh, you would have conditions. If you had a GML, you would be, I think it's L, uh, to limited speed motorcycles. So, uh, yeah, if you have a full GM, you're good for cars and you're good for like, your G-Class and M-Class. Black Panther, I have dash cam video of a bad driver racing on highways, dangerous driving and jumping red lights. Any person or department, I can report them to. Uh, it depends on what jurisdiction you're in. So if you're in Toronto, then absolutely you can make a report online, www.tps.ca. And there you can make a report. You can include a link to the file because you can't obviously, we won't be able to upload it directly into our computers. We have all sorts of protections in place to prevent that. Uh, but you could upload it to YouTube or Dropbox and send us a link and we would download it and review it. And if we could lay charges, we would lay charges if it was in our jurisdiction. If it was in the highway, uh, you know, a 400 series highway, you'd want to be making that report to the Ontario Provincial Police. Okay, Stephen says, most of the questions that I ask you, I should know before I ask, but might not be a stupid question for you, but it sounds stupid to me when I should know it. Here's the deal. There's no stupid question. There's a lot of stuff here, and I don't know all the answers. I know a lot of them. I don't know all of them. And once in a while, I get stumped. So if you are having difficulty with a particular question, as simple as, it is, as you may think it is, and you don't remember it, this is why we're here. We're here to answer those questions. It's hard to remember everything, and some of them are obscure, and some of them are, are hard to understand even if you, you think you know it, and laws change all the time. So don't ever feel bad about asking me a question. I got all the time in the world. That's why I'm here, uh, is to help you with that. I'm just looking over onto TikTok because I've magically managed to be up to date on all the questions over on, you, uh, on YouTube, on Restream. Uh, so I'm gonna see if there's anything going on here. Maybe there's some stuff uh, that we've missed. Not a, so Damien says, not a traffic question, but what made you join the force? Uh, I, so way back when, when I was a tyke, I was uh, uh, a little tyke. I, I watched chips. I, uh, I loved motorcycles. My mom bought me a three-wheeled electric motorcycle trike thing that was a police bike. I, was, I wanted to be a cop from as long as I can remember. Uh, I have uh, my dad's cousin. Arnie, and he it was a major inspiration. He worked for the OP, OPP, worked for the FBI. He was the cool, uh, you know, federal police uh, guy. He was, he, he was cool. He was an inspiration. Uh, and, and both he and, uh, sorry, both uh, myself and his son are police officers, likely as a result of his awesomeness. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Chips was a big inspire, inspiration. That was a, a television show that, that was in the, uh, late 70s or early 80s, and I loved it. I still watch it with my kids now. I absolutely love that show. I met the stars of that show uh, early in the year, and it was awesome. They are awesome, but uh, that that's probably that's probably it. That, that's probably the biggest inspirations there. I mean, yeah, wanting to help people is the really the core. But those are the things that started it all off. Uh, Ralph has a question. Okay. Are horse-drawn carriages considered motor vehicles? No, they have no motors. They're vehicles, but they're not motor vehicles. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, 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 they have horsepower, one horsepower. Well, I guess they could have more than one. 
Uh, Amandellan says, hey, if I join parking enforcement after that, can I be a police officer in Toronto Police? Uh, you, so I joined as a, an auxiliary officer. I volunteered first because there was a hiring freeze. I then became a court officer because the opportunity presented itself. And then I, then I transferred or applied to become a police officer. So yes, very often we hire people who have had jobs or work for us in some capacity because we know who you are. We have, it's part of the, it's like a long uh, application process where we get to know you. So it could absolutely help you. It could also hurt you if you're a terrible employee that don't expect to be hired by another area of the service because you weren't good in the first one. But that won't happen with you because you're awesome. Uh, but seriously, uh, you go to the website, you join as a parking enforcement officer. When an opportunity becomes uh, available that you are ready to pass the testing, then absolutely you can apply and, and have a very good chance of making a move uh, within and keeping your seniority and all that. Just Dance wants to know, making a right turn onto a two to three lane road directly into the left lane, is that legal? So a right lane, no, that's an improper turn. If you're making a right turn from the curb lane, you must turn into the curb lane and then you can make a new lane change into the other lanes. Making a wider improper turn is against the law, it's $110. Oh, so what type of license do I need for a 38 foot diesel motor home with air brakes? Uh, my understanding is that that will qualify as a G license because it's a motor home, but you'll need a Z air brake endorsement. And Michael is, is here, and Michael can probably confirm because Michael is an ABZ driver, I believe. Toki Smoke, just because I'm looking this way, says, can you drive an electric scooter if you've smoked or drank? No. If you've smoked uh, marijuana or drugs and or had alcohol, you can be charged for impaired operation on an electric scooter because electric scooters are motor vehicles under the Criminal Code of Canada. And if they're modified, they're, they're qualified as motor vehicles under the Highway Traffic Act as well. Chase, what's going on, my friend? If I stay within my lane, my lines, if I stay within my lane lines, but I'm swerving to avoid many manhole or bumps in the road, is that an issue? To me, it's a reason to investigate you for impaired operation. Uh, is it? Is it? If you're swerving, sounds very aggressive. If you're moving your vehicle from left to right and you're, you know, moving uh, to avoid manholes or bumps in the road, your vehicle. And, and seriously, I see this happen all the time. You know, people with lowered suspension, so low that they now worry about a, you know, going over a one-inch uh, grade change on the on the road. It's kind of ridiculous. That's the you created the problem by lowering your vehicle. The average vehicle. Almost every vehicle out of a out of a manufacturer's uh, you know uh, showroom is going to be just fine going over just about everything uh, that the road kicks at it. Maybe slow down, uh, but swerving is looking to lose traction, lose control, uh, create issues for other drivers. It's just not generally a safe practice. Uh, the biggest thing is if you have really poor roads, slow down, and whether you take that bump directly or you change lanes to avoid it, but it should all be very intentional, not last minute swerves. Uh, if you're looking so close to the edge of your bumper that you're making you know, almost emergency maneuvers within your lane, I'm not talking about a huge amount of space. Uh, it also suggests that you're not looking far enough down the road. But uh, Chase is asking this, uh, not because this is something he does, I know, because Chase took a course over the weekend. He came down uh, on Sunday for the uh, for Driving Skills for Life. And uh, I'm, did they talk about this over the over the weekend? I, I wonder. Liz has a question. 
I'm approaching a yellow at an intersection, so I slow to safely stop. Car behind me changes lanes to speed through the stale yellow. How much of a fine slash ticket could that driver face? I am so glad you asked that. So here, uh, disobey Amber, I believe is what it's going to be. No, it's not. It's going to be fail to stop Amber. Fail to stop. Come on, where is it? Amber light, fail to stop. That's not the one I want. I want the basic one. Amber, that's community safety zone, community safety zone, 144, 144. Come on, it's out of order. One forty. Let's just do this one. One forty-four. I, I, I can't stand that it doesn't put things exactly the way I like them. But they're there. I just have to weed through it. I probably even have it flagged as a uh, as a favorite because you're asking for the dollar amount, and I and I amber light failed to stop. So I'll read the wording. It is 144 sub 15 of the Highway Traffic Act here in Ontario. Amber Light failed to stop. The total payable is $180, comes with three demerit points. It's actually lower than red light. It should be the same, but it's lower. Every driver approaching a traffic control signal showing a circular amber indication and facing the indication shall stop his or her vehicle if he or she can do so safely. Otherwise, he or she may proceed with caution. That is not accelerate to go through. And if you are traveling at the speed limit, at or below, um, you have the ability of slowing or stopping. That's how it works. That's the, the, the whole idea of it. Um, so, yeah, $180, three demerit points. I'd love to see that higher, though. We have some of the lowest cost tickets in Devoiled, no, in Canada. Really, really, really low cost for speeding, especially. Mind you, we got to get uh, we we, we got to get Logan back here from. Uh, Alberta from Brooks, Alberta, because we talk and compare different charges, and uh, it's very interesting. Shirky 420, practice what you preach. I do. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I yeah, I do. I don't know what the context of their comment is, but they're whining about something. I think they're whining to me. It could be moderating. Oh, they okay. Thank you for moder uh, for <laughs> for uh, muting them. Uh, some people like to, to yell and scream in the chat, and uh, I haven't had to say this recently, but don't spam the chat. Thank you, by the way, to uh, Kayla Draconis for the spam. The, the spam in the cat, not the spam in the chat. So the question was, uh, we talked about this already, the, the whole smoker drive an electric scooter. Is it illegal to pass on a double yellow line? The answer is, depends. No, actually, the deal is that you can legally cross the line, but... Uh, that line gives you information that is important to make a judgment call. And if you choose to do it anyway, despite the fact that it suggests that you should not because it's not safe, well, you you are responsible for whatever happens next. Can you get a DUI for riding a bike impaired? Well, if that bike is a pedal bike and no electric option, uh, then no, it's not DUI, but you could get a public intox uh, charge. It could, be, it could be dealt with that way. Um, if you are a, riding an e-bike, whether it be pedelec or more, uh, then yeah, you could. It's a, the criminal code says it's a motor vehicle for the purposes. Hi, can a Tesla slash electric vehicle use HOV lanes if it has a custom plate, not green vehicle plate? You would think that it's based on the vehicle uh, to get permission, but the truth is that it's a green plate that gets you access. So to qualify for a green plate, electric 
uh, pure electric, uh, hybrid, uh, plug-in hybrid, I should say. Um, what's the other one? Not not nuclear fission, um, but uh, the other one that I can't think of right now. There, there's a bunch that qualify for green plates. If you don't have the green plate, though, because you got a custom, you lose your um, you lose your 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 access. You don't get to go in. And the idea is that this is not a forever thing. Things will change. Eventually, plug-in electrics will be all of them. Then why have an HOV lane? Then it'll 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 lose its access by way of the plate because everyone will have it. Then it'll be the next thing that they're trying to promote. Uh, let's see here. Michael says, was in TikTok. I'm not sure if a motorhome, especially former B or C, becomes a G. Uh, confirm full air service break, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Z. Z not required for air parking brake or assist hydraulic. Okay. So motor motor homes though are G. So I'm, I'm if it's been a proper conversion, I believe they lose their bus status. But it, it has to be, yeah, once it's a motorhome, I think so you know what we're gonna we're gonna double check on motorhomes but thank you michael i appreciate your input by the way it's coming really close to 11 o'clock and i know that i have uh, a, uh, a a a reporter from cbc coming to is it reporter or journalist now i think it's journalist to be very proper uh, but they're coming to, to uh to do some some discussions with me so at 11 o'clock uh, it'll be a, a quicker wrap up than normal but i will try and take care of as many questions as possible uh, Stephen says, I know that doctors can have your license pulled for miracle reasons, but can an eye doctor do it too? You know, I don't know which doctors would qualify, uh, but yeah, if, if you don't meet the vision requirements and there's concerns there, I'm sure that they could, they could, I don't know. I know doctors can. Are eye doctors doctors? If eye doctors are doctors, I'm sure they can make the same uh, situation. Very often you're told not to drive and they make notes in their in their book. And that's, that's enough to get you. Hey, we were just talking about things in, that I don't know the answer to. And uh, I'm glad that you walked in. Sergeant Campbell is gracing us with his presence two minutes before the end of the show. But it is good to have you because the question was, that was sort of in limbo, uh, and was um, whether or not uh, you needed, if you take a, a bus, a former bus, convert it to a motorhome, uh, and it was something with air brakes, like a Greyhound, for instance. I don't remember the original question exactly, but... Can you, once it's a, a motorhome, does it then fall into the motorhome designation for G-Class license? And uh, would you just need the air brake designation? Yes, it would. As long as it's been properly converted, properly registered, gone through the registration process as converting it to a motorhome, there are exemptions to size and to uh, a certain amount. The weight doesn't change. I'm looking at you. I know, but I'm showing you the question ah. because our producer found the button. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> a 38-foot diesel motorhome with air brakes. That was cool. I'm like, it popped up. What did I press? What did I do? And it was our producer. He did it. He, Thanks, he, Dave. JD. So, so uh, yes, you would need a Z endorsement on your G license. It is a two-day course that you would take, and you learn all about air brakes, how to adjust them, how they work, and what their usefulness and limitations are. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. We got a question. If a vehicle slowly approached a high traffic area being monitored by police, uh, would that be enough reasonable suspicion to pull them over for just being in the area? JD. It's JD. Dave's not here. It's JD. JD? Um, yes. If, uh, if a vehicle slowly approached a high traffic area being monitored by police, would that be enough reasons? Uh, so someone cruising, I guess, you know, do, do we think they're, you know, cruising for drugs or, 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 or love 
And uh, would that be enough reason? I, high I, traffic area. A high traffic drug area, I'm assuming. I'm, assu I'm assuming, I don't know, because it's written the way it's written. Sunny yeah. the Duck, it's, it's how they interpret the question. Okay. Uh, so would that be enough suspicion to pull them over for? Checking to make sure they're licensed, checking to make sure they're, uh, uh, they're sober, or like, if drugs is a concern, they're driving a certain way, so, driving really, really slow. So if they've consumed drugs, yes, absolutely, we can pull them over for, for that. If we had a suspicion that they may have consumed drugs and be operating. But we don't go out there just to randomly pull over people to stop what they're lawfully allowed to do. But uh, someone travel, but traveling at 10 or 15 kilometers an hour in a 50 might Absolutely. be a reason to pull them over because that is an indicator of impairment. People yep. think they're going real fast, but they're not. Or maybe they're not licensed. Maybe they shouldn't be licensed. Yes. Maybe they're not of age to drive. Maybe a whole the, bunch of those whole are bunch clues. Of maybes. Those are clues, and we we, we act on clues. Um, regardless of this this whole I, 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 surveillance monitored by police. If we're there, we're monitoring it by virtue of our yeah. Uh, is it legal to tint your daytime running light pink? <laughs> you can't project anything other than white or yellow. So if you're tinting your lights, anything other than white or yellow, um, or tinting actually, you can't change it. I was it. just about to say, yeah, you, you cannot put any tint or change the lens or the projecting ability of your headlights in any way, or taillights, or license plates, or windows over a certain amount so tint yeah some things that are on your vehicle that are there to help you and to also help other people's know people that are driving know that you're there why in the world would you want to make them less effective so that they can run into you and cause a collision maybe hurt you or hurt themselves 100 percent. Akela says hi hello Akela. Uh, i've seen signs in the back of a bus that say there's a fine for not yielding to a TTC. Oh, sorry. Uh, I've seen signs in the back of a bus, but there is a fine. But is there a fine for not? I don't know why it took five times to read that. Uh, <laughs> but is there a fine for not yielding? Is it under the TTC or HTA? It's under the HTA. And it's uh, it, it, there's, there's a fine. Do and I, I do believe it? there's I do believe there's demer points with it as well. I'm not positive, but we could look it up. So yes, you have to be able to yield to a bus that is pulling out from a stop. If you are right beside the bus, and it's not reasonable for you to stop even though you can see that the side turn signal is on. No, you pull up. But anybody approaching from the, the rear must yield, allow them to pull out in, back into traffic. If if we don't, as drivers, do that, buses won't move anywhere in the city. And that's just going to cause congestion. more congestion because more drivers are not going to be able to take the bus. So 142.1 sub 1, fail to yield to bus re-entering lane from bus bay. It's $110, zero demerit points. Oh, Every zero. driver of a vehicle in a lane of traffic adjacent to a bus bay shall yield to the right of way, uh, sorry, yield right of way to the driver of a bus who has indicated his or her intention as prescribed to re-enter that lane from the bus bay. There you go. And I thought it was two points. I think that we should make it eight points. Eight? I don't know. Eight. I don't think there's anything that is eight points. Uh, it's 11.03, so let's get some dad jokes going. Dad joke, we all know about Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But what have you, but have you heard about Cole's Law? It's thinly sliced cabbage. Cole's Law. Cole. <laughs> that was actually good if I was reading it properly. But have you heard about Cole's Law? Yeah. Oh, okay, that was Sean, what did the uh, what did the pirate say on the uh, event of his... 80th birthday. You said that yesterday. I did. You did. Did I say it on the air? 
I don't believe I did. I think you did. What is it? I'm 18. I think you were standing over there when you did. Yeah. Uh, Akela says, Roger's still on vacation looking at the traffic agent's ability to take it. Oh, so there's a question that has come up a couple of times, and I was iffy, and I, I know we've talked about it, but I'll figure I'll ask you again. Um, special constables pulling people over. They don't do HTA enforcement, do they? Currently not, but they have the ability to. Okay. They are special constables as prescribed by the province. They have the ability to direct traffic, which means they must be able to enforce the Highway Traffic Act and stop traffic under the Highway Traffic Act. They also have the ability, because they're city um, employees, uh, to issue bylaw tickets as well. So, so it's not unlawful for them to stop, but they're not currently necessarily doing it unless they're, they're not, assigned to special details. Right. At, at, the, at the point in time right now, I believe they have the ability to stop vehicles for violations, and they would just run a friend, people. and right. we would come over and... So they can activate their lights, they can pull you over, but they can't issue the ticket necessarily right now. We're talking about traffic agents or are we talking about uh, special constables? I think they I said think traffic they agents. They said traffic. Oh, different story. I was thinking special constables. I asked special constables, so that's why we were. But they, he said traffic agents. Right. So traffic agents do not. They do. They issue tickets? No, they don't issue tickets, but they have the ability to stop traffic and direct traffic. Yes, that and hold you until a ticket can be issued. Until they can phone a friend. Uh, but special constables, that's why I was asking, because that's the question that was actually coming in uh, before Akela. Uh, as the traffic agents. Okay. There you go. Uh, what are the laws on car mods and importing cars that are being deemed unsafe or illegal? It's being deemed unsafe or illegal. Good luck putting it on the road. Importing cars that have been deemed unsafe or illegal. We so ones that do not uh, qualify for importation. Uh, there's there's actually quite a lot of them. Different countries have different uh, uh, different standards. Uh, I know an awful lot of them, especially from the U.S. Uh, back in the day, had to have the third brake light installed before they were allowed to uh, come up here. Daytime running lights is another one that uh, has to be activated. Uh, need to need to know more about narrow your yeah, question like, down. Well, a little if you bit had a right-hand right drive vehicle, if it's over 15 years old, you can import it, but it still has to be safe for the road to get certified and plated. Right, and there's certain modifications you have to do. If it doesn't have turn signals already, it has to have a sign on the back that says it. You know, Placard. Little little things, yes. That's to say right-hand drive because they have to know where which which window to look for for the arm to for stick the out arm the signals. signals. Yep. Uh, do, 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 is it true? This is not true. Is it true that municipal police officers cannot pull you over on the highway? Only PP. Only PP. Only, only, only PP? OPP. <laughs> <laughs> can't be uh, on the highway either. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it's true. Uh, no, they can. They we can pull you over anywhere in the province. We have police authority, and if you see flashing red lights, it's, it's us. Pull over. Otherwise, you can get charged. You know what? We get paid to police uh, city of Toronto streets and within the city of Toronto. That doesn't stop us from having the ability to do it. We don't get paid to do it. The people that uh, that are paying our salary said, no, we want you to keep it going. But I've had many locations uh, stopping cars on the, on the highways uh, because, you know what? Sometimes you have to. Sometimes uh, you can't let it go. Sometimes it's such a danger that... Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. It, we don't focus on the highway. If we're there, if we see something, we're going to act on it because we're there to protect people and catch people. And I've actually had somebody say, you can't give me a ticket. Watch me. I yielded to a bus once, and he seemed dumbstruck. People don't usually do that around here. Uh, I, I was side-by-side side at the stop line, and because I knew everybody else was going to be horrible to them, I waved them. I, I didn't move. And they took their, their opportunity to get in, and they were so overwhelmed they stuck their arm out they waved they thumbed up they flashed the lights they were they were very excited you know what i do the same thing when somebody lets me in because there's so many people that are just not nice yeah 
I was going to say something else, but it would be rude. Yeah. Um, I Yes, kindness is free. You can be kind. And I, I like showing gratitude when someone is kind to me, and I am shocked when it happens. Uh, but I, I do, uh, it, you know, roll down the window, wave, and say thank you. Uh, let's see here. Do, do, do. How strict How strict is the G2 driving past midnight with passengers under 19 if caught? What is the punishment? Uh, it's For the first six months, It's you can only have one under the age of uh, of 20 which makes the person 19, uh, and one uh, in the second six months is up to three. And if you're pulled over and caught, you expect a ticket. What is the ticket? It's a, it's a, it's a contravention of your condition. So if you are, you're looking at a 30-day suspension on your first conviction, a 90-day on your second, if you do it again, you're going to get kicked out of the program, even if it's a week before you get your G. Uh, and those suspensions can, be, can happen even if you get your G. You can still be held accountable for your, uh, you could take a time in court. You could have gotten your G and for something as silly as breaking a condition, you can lose your license. Yep, absolutely. Now, there are exceptions to it, uh, immediate family members. Yes. Um, but you have to be able to prove they're immediate family members. It is, uh, it's $110 fine and no demerit points. So but there you if go. I was to catch you, then you'd have to maybe call an Uber or a taxi because I wouldn't let the offense continue. Yeah. So whoever you got with you, they're either walking or taking a taxi. Um, yes. What is this? Did you ever hear about the... I don't know what this question is. I, that might be a joke. Do you have any dad jokes? Because we got to wrap up. Um, no. Well, you got those. I do. These. Are I, I have not touched them because I, I left them for you just in case they were you know, worthy of sharing. Uh, I had a couple of good ones. And I should have brought them in. Well, in the meantime, I'll tell you what the August 22nd calendar entry is. Uh, it's a, a dad joke calendar that my wife bought me. Uh, what kind of excuses do lazy people do? Kind of. Oh, sorry, I misread it. I'm having a difficulty with <laughs> you. Are what kind of exercises do lazy people do? Uh, it's diddly squats. See, I assume it's traffic, right? We don't do traffic exercises. We have traffic excuses all the time. You got one, Helen? Another good one. Uh, not good one. I mean, we're all about not good ones. Anybody got a dad joke before we sign off? Someone share your favorite dad I joke here. I have a here. great joke about nepotism. Well, only tell it to my kids. <laughs> uh, Akela Dracona is saving us from ourselves. Stay safe and remember, don't have a good day. Have a great day. I like that. The recipe said set the oven to 180 degrees. But now I can't open it because the door faces the wall. <laughs> That's a terrible one. All right. With that, it is the traffic song. Uh, back here tomorrow, 10 a.m. I look forward to doing this all over again with you. Take care. Light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seatbelt, save your life indeed. Watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drive.
And the song is over. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow. Hold on. Oh, you go, oh, oh, oh. He's got a joke. I just want to say, you know what really makes my day? You know what really makes my day? What? The rotation of the earth.